0: I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because Everything starts with you. Hello and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I am your host, Jamelka Rodriguez, and I'm so excited to have our host here today, Hottie Mendes. Yes, I said Hottie because she is a Hottie. But before we get started, I'm going to read the bio. With a diverse career spanning over 25 years, Hadi has served as head of equality for major tech firms, held multiple customer facing roles in high tech and financial services, served as a leader across various employee resource group ERGs, volunteered as an international champion for incarcerated and formerly incarcerated women, and served as a community school director at elementary school in the South Bronx. Hadi's academic credentials include a bachelor in science degree in computer information systems from Manhattan College, plus graduate certificates in e-business and e-commerce from NYU and JIT, respectively, so also hold a family development credential from the University of Connecticut. Hottie's additional advocacy work has her serving as a member of the New York Advisory board at Room to Grow, a nonprofit organization based in South Bronx. Hadi also serves on a board of Pan Peru USA, an organization whose mission is to empower low income women in rural Peru. Hadi is a founding member of the N Formation, a welcoming community by women of color for women of color in her free time. Hadi is an amateur street art photographer and avid podcast listener. I love it. Welcome, welcome, Hadi. First of all, tell us a little bit of what you do, what's your business about, and a little bit about you.
1: Hello to your listeners, first of all, and hello to you. I'm here in Brooklyn, New York, and I wanted to share with your audience that I am a Latina woman. I identify as a Puerto Rican, a Latina, and a woman of color, so I wanted to kind of just put that out there. Currently, I am a business owner, so I don't even know if that made it to the bio that you read. It happened in the last month, so it's not uh, it hasn't been in place for a very long time. But um, I was part of the tech layoffs earlier this year, so I started my own business. I'm doing a DEI speaker business, and the position that I held right before that was as head of equality at Slack. So I have been a DEI practitioner for a couple of years now. I have been, you know, as you mentioned, an ERG leader. I've held lots of very different roles, but kind of I think the common theme across all of them is just really trying to uh, be like a change agent, really trying to like help uh, improve things, make things better for like people and do that by like identifying where some opportunities are and then just like really working and delivering outcomes to improve things for people's lives. I think that is true across the gamut of of everything that I've ever done.
0: Oh, I love it. So first of all, I congratulate you on that. I'm also identified as a Latino woman. I have a women-owned business now, as well as a minority-owned business. I just got certified, so I'm very excited about that. So I love having a Latino woman. And you said my name so perfectly. I love it. I always have to do it the American way, you know, Yamilka because nobody can really pronounce the L if I say Yamilka, they they think it's Yamika. And so anyway, we won't go into that right now. Anyway, I wanted to ask you something because this wouldn't be a Brand Therapist podcast if we didn't ask about childhood. So
1: tell me a story about your childhood that kind of got you where you are today. I'm not sure. Uh, that is a really hard question, but I would say my cousin Diane and I, we were at this retreat center in a place that had like a lot of trees and forests and paths. And we decided that we were going to walk one of the paths by ourselves. We were pretty young. I would say like maybe 11 or 12, maybe 13 the most, but like junior high school age. So we took the path and we thought we were being clever. And we're like, you know, we can't leave breadcrumbs because we're not like Hansel and Gretel, but we'll, we're going to put like little arrows in the dirt to show like where we came from. So in case like we lose our way, we can like kind of get back. well, That didn't work out that well because I don't know where the hell the arrows went, but we got lost. (laughs) So we got really lost. And I was like panicking. I'm not going to lie because it was starting to get like in the evening. It was starting to, it wasn't getting dark, but it was starting to get later. And I knew that it was going to get dark. And I was like panicking. Also, I was like, there is no way that we are staying in the forest tonight. Like we are going to find our way, come hella high water, we will get out of here. And so by hook or by crook, we were like screaming yelling doing sticks i don't even know how we got found or how we found our way or what happened to be honest with you i don't remember that part all i know is that we were two women on a mission and we we're like we ain't going to be in this forest when the night times comes so somehow some way we're going to get out of here and i do feel that that relates to how i am now because i do feel like i don't have all the answers It's not like um, I'm the most skilled person. It's like, you know, like our our little strategy didn't work out that well. So it's like, I don't always have the best strategies, but I do know that when I set my heart to something and I'm like, that's not how it's going down. That's not how this story ends. I will find the way. Like in this case, I was with my cousin and we found a way together. But I would say like, you know, whether it's with someone else or not, I'm going to find my way because I won't lose. I love it. (laughs)
0: You know, honey, this is really good because I love, I love when I see that I had you do a test and I never talk about the test with the listeners until we're actually live here on the podcast. But I love when I do a test and I read the bio and it's like right on. So you came out as a girl next door and I'm going to read to you the girl next door and you're going to tell me if you connect with it. So the girl next door sees a world full of people and is attracted to things that enable them to connect, interact, and belong. The motivation is community. The need is to be part of a tribe and the fear is being rejected. The behavior is works to be part of the tribe makes others feel included and makes practical choices.
1: Yeah, that is 100%, I would say, <laughs> how I view myself. Like, you know, you, you mentioned a couple of DEI words in there, right, which as a right. practitioner, I'm happy to see. And I would just say, yeah, just some of the stuff you said really resonated with me.
0: That's great. So I have five words that I want you to describe to me. So these five words are the definition of hottie. okay? not not anything else. So really short definitions, but your definitions. What does friendly mean to you?
1: Someone who's kind.
0: Empathetic.
1: Someone who can put themselves in your shoes.
0: Realistic.
1: Someone who's honest.
0: Love it. Inclusive.
1: Someone who wants you to feel seen and heard
0: and accepting
1: someone who doesn't judge.
0: Oh, my God. I love it. You are such a girl next door, which I totally love. So what I would love for you to do is, you know, we talk about fame and the meaning of fame for us is really how is it that you want to leave an impact or an impact that you've left before in your life. So tell us your fame story?
1: Well, I wouldn't actually ever consider myself famous. I don't know that I would use that word, but since you said it's not quite that definition, it's more how you make an impact. I do feel like I knew that I was making an impact when people outside of my network were reaching out to me, especially people that I had never met. And they were telling me that they either enjoyed my content. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn So either they enjoyed my content and and or they appreciated the genuine way in which I spoke about different topics. And to me, that was when I realized like, hey, like uh, this is bigger than me. I'm not just sharing my story. It's actually having an impact on other people.
0: I love that. Now I'd like to ask like, what is your brand all about, your personal brand?
1: Yeah, actually some of the words I think about the Girl Next door. Are part of my brand. Like, I definitely feel that my brand is about authenticity. And um, there's a word, uh, it's a technology word that is very old. And I'm sure a lot of like Generation Z people don't never heard of it. I doubt even millennials heard of it, but it's it's called Wissy Wig. What you see is what you get. And I feel like I'm very Wissy Wig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I had never heard it before. I'm gonna add that to my list of words. I love that.
1: Yeah, it's like an acronym. It's an acronym, and yeah, it's wisywig. But yeah, I like encouraging people to show up as they are and to also align their purpose with their values. So like, you know, for there to be an alignment there, I think is very important. I like talking about DEI. I like talking about pay equity. I like talking about racial justice because those are the things that kind of matter to me and align with my values. So I like to encourage people to do the same thing. I hope that by my example, I'm encouraging other people to do the same.
0: I love it when archetypes find their way into personal brands. This is what kind of what I do. So I love that you can define yourself in that way and that you can align yourself in that way. Because the more you align, which you're pretty much doing that as you're getting a lot of feedback through social media on that, that's really the way to show up as a personal brand, which I love. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion dollar brands, and has eight plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz, and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. We don't always get to where we are without somebody to guide us, a mentor, whatever you want to call it. So tell me a story about a mentor that kind of helped you at a difficult time or at a time that you didn't know where you were going to land or what you were going to do?
1: I have an opposite story that I'm going to share with you. Love it. It's about a non-mentor, if I can share that. And the reason I think of it is because I feel like not everyone that tries to coach you or mentor you is meant to be your mentor. And I haven't actually always listened to the advice that I've received. (laughs) I don't know if that's good or bad.
0: I know your secondary archetype already.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I feel like we are the best judges of what's going to work and what's not going to work. And I also feel that if the person giving us advice, their values don't align with ours, then that means the advice is going to be null and void because it's just not going to be something shared. So I will say that like, I definitely remember getting some pretty bad advice from a manager whose values didn't align with mine. And that was like when it occurred to me that I was like, I can't listen to this. Like that that doesn't even, like that won't make sense in my world what he just told me. I so, totally relate. Yeah. And I think that's also important for you to know. You should know who to listen to. And, you know, I've definitely had like amazing coaches and people who've looked out for me and just kind of, here's a word of advice. And I always like kind of take it with a grain of salt and like try to evaluate where that's coming from, and like, does it really align with me? I don't believe everything I hear, put it that way. And I had to learn that lesson o- a del tiempo.
0: Yeah, you're right. So let me ask you this tell me three or two lessons learned over your time, your lifespan.
1: I've learned how to be a successful people leader. Like, that was a challenge for me. That was a very hard thing because I feel like it's hard enough for you to get like your shit in order, never mind trying to like, now I'll be responsible for everybody else's stuff. So that was challenging and learning how to be fair and not play favorites. Cause I definitely had favorites, but like, I still had to treat everybody fairly and like seeing people grow and challenging people and pushing them out of their comfort zone and not taking like criticism, uh, personally, all of that was like a big desafio. It was a big challenge for me. So I feel like that is something that over time, I, I feel like, thank you to everybody who's ever worked for me. Cause I think you helped make me a better manager. I think the other important test or challenge that I had in my life literally was a test. So when I was in financial services, I had to pass my series seven exam and my goal was to pass it on the first try. And it's really funny for a variety of reasons, mostly because I'm not like an investment person. That's what this test is all about. And it's not like even something that I ever wanted to do. It was just a requirement for a position that I was in. But um, it's really funny because I had all these affirmations around my apartment that were like, you will pass the test with a passing score of 78. (laughs) You will do this other thing. And even the cleaning lady, I had a cleaning lady at the time. And she was like, did you pass your test? Because she she saw all the affirmations, too. And I had told her, don't take any of them down. I was like, leave the post-it notes where they are. So then she asked me the next time she came, she was like, did you pass your test? I'm like, I did pass my test. So it was really funny. But anyway, that was like a challenge for me, too, because it proved that I could succeed even outside of my comfort zone.
0: So let me ask you this. This is usually an earlier question, but what is your greatest fear?
1: I think my greatest fear has to do with failing it has to do with maybe like wanting too much but not being maybe good enough you know that whole like self doubt maybe believing that what i want is beyond my reach i'm just not going to you know it's too late so to speak or just you know it's not going to happen for me or I'm, I'm i it's not meant for me i don't know that combination of things
0: yeah that makes total sense and so i guess my question is where do you see yourself in the next 5 to 10 years
1: I wow. That is a that's a very hard question. <laughs> well, I hope to be fully, fully employed by then. I like my small business, but I think I want to keep it as a side hustle. And I would like to have a, like a stable, steady job. But if you're saying five to 10 years, I don't know, I might even be close to retirement at that age. I'm not really sure. But I would say that I know this. I want to do work that is aligned with my values and passions. That is by far the most important thing to me. I want to be working for a company or with an organization that loves me and that thinks that I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm so tired of like having to build a case for like, please, I'm good for you. It's like, no, just evaluate. I have to be somebody's cup of tea. So I want to, I want to find the, that company and that place and that employer that thinks I am their cup of tea and that really values and appreciates me. I definitely want to continue to nurture my speaker business. I think by then it'll have evolved to a lot more. So I'm sure it'll be like coaching, consulting. I don't know. Maybe I'll have like one client that's, you know, and that's all I need. I'm not really sure, but like maybe I'll be like, I don't know. It'll be fun to see where where the business goes. And I definitely think there is a good possibility that I'm going to be living in another country. Oh, wow. That's great.
0: Do you know what country that is or... You're still open.
1: I'm not sure. I like Europe a lot. And I actually was recently, like, not that recently, but a couple of months ago, I was in Portugal. And I really did enjoy it. And I, like, totally saw myself there. But I'm not sure if that's the only place, like, maybe Spain, maybe Italy. Like, I kind of like that part of the world. I think it suits me.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, so where can the listeners find you? Where do you like to hang out? I heard you like to hang out at LinkedIn, but are there any other places you kind of hang out and talk or mostly LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, LinkedIn by far from a professional perspective is where you'll find me and my content and I share like, you know, podcasts and talks that I'm doing and conferences I'll be presenting at. I also have an Instagram account, but the Instagram account is purely street art. So that's where I share all of the street art photos that I take from around the world. And my Instagram handle is Hottie on the web. So that's where y'all can find me. And I hope you'll, I hope you will me there. I hope you look for me there.
0: Oh, I love it. Well, Hottie, thank you so much for being on the Brand Therapy podcast. We love to have amazing people who come on and we really love to kind of maybe connect in the next few months and see where you're at and where you're going and where things are at with you. So definitely, thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Yamilka. Ciao. Bye. And thank you listeners for joining us on the Brand Therapist Podcast with your host, Yamoka Rodriguez. See you on the next show. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on brand quiz. Or you can email me at Yamilka at yamilka.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.